recognizable brands like Lagunitas. You can look it up right now. Hi-Fi Sessions. It's got two milligrams of CBD and two milligrams of THC per can. Yeah, that's a very low dose. That's like a really exactly. good level dose for people who don't have such high tolerances. And it's really meant to be kind of consumed in the same way that you would drink throughout an evening as kind of a buildable small dose. And uh -huh. we're like drunk. So she looks at me with horror and she goes, oh no, I didn't open the window. And I'm like, it's nothing. It's nothing. So we, you know, we wrap up and we go back to the casino and soon some security guards approach a situation where like two men are about to get in a fight. And we're like standing around, like ready to see what's going to happen with this fight. And security walks up and we just casually are like, oh, are you here to see the action? And they're like, no, actually, we're here to see you. Are we having fun? Hell yeah. I'm Steph. And I'm Kayla. And we're two best friends coping with life the only way we know how. One adventure and a cocktail at a time. Damn, Steph, this pasta is moist. Oh my god. Ow. <laughs> I was literally choking on my drink. Ah, that was a, that was off guard. It's not complete without chowing down on some dinner. Have <laughs> a little pasta, Stephanie says. I never eat the leftovers. Look at us growing up, eating Wait, leftovers. Uh, Parker, eat our leftovers. Who would have thought? <laughs> what kind of pasta is it? Let's share with the group. Mm, I, I'm getting angel hair vibes. Oh, okay. Could be a spaghetti. But a little lemon, a little butter. What's going on with the flavor? We definitely have a a beef red sauce going on here with plenty Ooh. of onion, garlic, I don't know. I know it was made fresh, but I was at work the night it was made. Nice. And it was going to go on. So I'm like, let's finish this thing. Nothing says adulting like eating leftovers by choice. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So for all of you that haven't listened to our previous episodes, we have a special guest host and a special guest. So today we are introducing Mark as our official co-host, step-in, uh, creative content specialist, many yeah. titles. And Stephanie sadly could not be in for this recording. Actually, she might make an appearance. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. We can got I can hear you. Great. I was We're like... Here. I can kind of read your lips and this is kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm going to turn your beeping off. Yay. Don't beat me again. So Mark was just like finishing dinner too. So cool. No, it, it worked perfectly. Uh, Great. And while you were off, he, so I guess Stephanie, my co-host made that pasta that he was eating and he goes, <laughs> Mm, he knew I was recording. So he goes, mm, Stephanie, this pasta is moist as I'm taking a sip of white claw and it got lodged in my throat. And I'm like, try not to spit on the, <laughs> on I, the laptop. So this is I a great environment. Bit, Kayla, I missed your whole bit. I know it will have it in the recording. If the pasta's not moist, count me out. Count me out. Too. All right. Fine. They're just buttery. We'll stick with that one. <laughs> So oh I'm yeah i forgot i've been there athens georgia Ooh, little hazy ipa i love high and hazy ipa <gasps> how perfect so welcome 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 once again this is are we having fun and like i said we've got mark on the podcast and we have a special host, and I swear I'm just reading this exactly how she wants it. This bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch is an account manager for the Green Street Festival happening in L.A. She works out of the Green Street building, a seven-story cannabis co-working space in downtown Los Angeles. She also founded Aim and Fire, 
a field marketing agency servicing many of the same clients. And her name is Tara Falk. Yeah, Tara. (laughs) Everything she said is true. (laughs) So I just actually, uh, I just got home from the Green Street building. Um, It was a typical Monday in an office building where I am permitted to bring my bong to work. So things are good over there. Um, I can wander out of the office into the office at any point and just openly consume cannabis, which is amazing. It's really um, kind of a groundbreaking space in this space, if you will. Wow. Wow. Okay. So like Mark's in Florida right now. I'm in Minnesota. So that is unheard of for us. That is like, a, <laughs> that's like some next level shit right there. And Truly. We, are, we are so excited to have you because not, not to say, oh my God, yes, we love weed, but it really is incredible how the industry has been blooming, blooming. That's funny for the last <laughs> few years. And I've repped a few like med men and um, certain companies like that over the years, but I would love to get your input on, on this kind of new realm. This it, there's so much we're going to talk about in this episode and without explaining it all at once, I wanted to flow we should just jump right into it. We have so many questions for you, starting with the Green Street Festival. All right, because explain what that is and it definitely explain who's going to be there and your role that you play in it. Cool. So the Green Street Festival is the inaugural first consumer facing event that's being hosted um, by the same folks who founded Hall of Flowers, which is the main uh, business-to-business conference that they have out in Palm Springs. This event happens uh, a couple of times a year, and it's just a huge opportunity for brands to connect with other companies. I mean, everything from seeds to soil to genetics and analytics and marketing companies that specifically service cannabis clients. Um, So, really just a ton of fun and an opportunity to um, just sort of connect professionally with other people out here um, advancing this industry. And the Green Street Festival is more of a consumer facing event. And our acts for this event are uh, Juicy J. We've got Harry Mack. And this event is hosted by Gary V. And many of you guys might know who that is. He's uh, Vayner Media. He's very inspiring, very cool guy. And we're going to be having a lot of kind of panels and hosting some really important discussions about what's happening in cannabis and what new um, advancements that we are trying to make. And in many cases, you know, failing to make and uh, meeting great barriers uh, in our attempts. So Green Street Festival is going to be the first event of its kind, one way or another. And we are just sort of piecing together what that's going to look like still as we, um, you know, navigate the often uneven and uneasy ground of cannabis. Is uh, Green Street, uh, I was just looking into it while, as you were talking about it, is it this is the first one or they've done this before? This is the first event. Um, Green Street is a cannabis-focused agency. It's definitely um, kind of top in class, headed up by some really um, kind of uh, legacy OGs, as they would be referred to. And they are kind of uh, taking this all really big, really fast. The office building downtown is a huge development. Um, Green Street is now kind of a, a physical tangible entity and uh, staple of downtown. It's anchored by the Gusto Green restaurant on the bottom floor. And then we have uh, six stories above of office space and activation space where different brands set up and we host networking events. There's one called Donuts and Pizza that we do every two weeks or so. And we just open the building up to industry folks to come in and, you know, sign some deals and get some business done. But It's also just a really unique environment because, like I said, it's consumption friendly. 
So everybody is really um, kind of fully immersed in the culture um, in which we're working, which is really cool. I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. I asked about my role um, at Green Street. I am an account manager, so I am working directly with all of the brands that are sponsoring the event and supporting the event in any way. So our brand partners, exhibitors and sponsors at the Green Street Festival um, communicate with me to make sure that they get what they need to out of our event and that um, everybody gets what they need to pull something like this off because we have a lot of dispensary partners, a lot of uh, outside vendors and um, dozens of brands signed on at this point. And there's some really um, heavy hitters for sure. Because that being said, um, dozens of brands, are there sometimes because you have heavy hitters, you have some that are like the fakers and you kind of have to weed out those from the right ones. And that's where everybody can kind of come together maybe and at least talk about, hey, this is what you probably should stay away from. Or maybe this is this is a brand that is you could actually trust. You know, it's uh, it's very interesting because there's kind of a lot of like legacy versus corporate talk in cannabis. Um, like who's here to make a buck and who's really here because they want to expand the industry and really... Um, create change and be part of something positive. Um, And we often grapple with that question. And I think that we really need um, everyone on both sides of the aisle to pull off something like this, you know, because these brands that, you know, you may question whether or not you can quote unquote, trust these brands, like any who's going to support us and offer us sponsorship in the form of you know, monetary support or product donation or coming on as a food vendor, you know, uh, the proof is in the pudding, you know, we, we trust that kind of support. And we have a lot of brands that are, you know, part of major brand houses that own tons and tons of brands um, and everything down to family businesses with teams of three or four people who are just sort of launching their brands and hoping to get a little bit of recognition and market share at an event like this too. So it's really uh, a little bit of everything and we're very inclusive and we want to work to make sure that anybody who wants to be a part of the event sort of has an in. There are definitely like all levels of sponsorship from, I mean, branding the trash cans and the charging stations to major stage branding, you know, uh, on either side of Juicy J while he's performing, which I'm so psyched about. I love Juicy J. I love Juicy J. That is awesome. Dude, I wish. Kayla and I agree. All of us agree. I was going to say, I wish we could be there, honestly. (laughs) It's happening so fast, though. But what I would love to... um, have you share if you can as as some of these clients that you get to work with I know they're kind of like you said groundbreaking they might have bigger umbrella companies that they're part of but they're really doing something new in in food and beverage or you know just like it goes further than just the weed industry um one that comes to mind is uh Canacraft um we have uh Lagunitas beverage that they make. It's called Hi-Fi Sessions. And it is a delicious kind of a kind of a bubbly THC drink, but it's hoppy. It's from Lagunitas, which is a fantastic beer. And I was surprised that this is the first uh, beverage that I've tried that's a little bit hoppy. So it's pretty unique. Um, I'm very familiar with a lot of kind of seltzer-based THC drinks. But like you said, there are a lot of um, national brands, uh, non-cannabis brands that are beginning to enter the cannabis space, which is really fascinating and cool for you and I, because we've represented so many uh, CPG brands in, you know, more traditional industries, a lot of food and beverage. Uh, I know we had a blast with Twisted Tea in Iowa. (laughs) Shout out, shout out. But yeah, I am really enjoying seeing a lot of, um, you know, household brand names start to align with cannabis because that's really what's going to let us take these events to the next level. Um, Because every major festival that you attend, there's a huge alcohol component and we're headed in a direction where in that same way, there will always be a cannabis component because it's a great alternative. Yes. Do you have anything to bounce off that, Mark, before we like switch Absolutely. That's so cool that you said that because like recognizable brands like Lagunitas, you can look it up right now. Hi-Fi Sessions. It's got two milligrams of CBD and two milligrams of THC per can. 
Yeah, that's a very low dose. That's like a really good level dose for people who don't have such high tolerances. And it's really meant to be kind of consumed in the same way that you would drink throughout an evening as kind of a buildable, small dose. Because a lot of people nowadays, they don't, they seem to like have to want to drink one or two or three of them. So then that's, you know, eight, 10 milligrams. Yep. Which is about, you know, the equivalent of like one edible dose, which people regard as something that has the potential to know, you know, give you like a really heavy body high and help you kind of rest and wind down at the end of the day. So it's not something that's meant to like knock you off your feet right away, but neither is one drink or a glass of wine, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's more accessible to people who aren't traditionally smokers to understand and help them sort of like enter uh, with a product that's more that's more accessible for them yeah, and recognizable yes. absolutely too like that's mm-hmm. cool. totally yes. i labs has a seltzer now they've got uh they've got a fantastic thc seltzer and that brand recognition is key i mean everybody's had a pbr and i think a lot of the people who may have uh, a negative stigma of cannabis are going to be tempted very soon with brands like pabst and another brand that i I'm pretty close with at Green Street called Country. Um, actually, I've got it right here. They make a one-to-one CBD THC joint and they market it as light cannabis. Hmm. So in the way that we have a Bud Light, like we now have a light joint and you can, you know, market this to your, your everyman and it's much more accessible than your, you know, 30% THC in right. fe- baby jeters, you know? <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Oh man, that is so cool because I mean, like stigma aside, we know that like alcohol is such an art when you take away the, let's get fucked up. When you take away that aspect from it, it is, it's so cool to see. I mean, we've, like you said, we've repped so many brands and, and each brand has their own process and things that they're proud of. And it's so cool to see an, another industry kind of just kicking it off the ground before our very eyes and making it, like you said, accessible to everybody. I mean, one third of people who drink alcohol want to drink less alcohol. And what do you think they're going to do instead? You know, this is like a, it's like a great opportunity to give people a better option, in my opinion, because there are a lot of, um, you know, a lot of uh, negative side effects that come with alcohol. And I'm not going to sit here and say that smoking (laughs) healthy, but there are so many other methods of consumption now and cannabinoids are healthy. I mean, this is the reason that we prescribe this medicinally for so many different purposes. And I think people are just starting to understand scientifically that THC is like kind of fun, like everyone's kind of down for the high but what you're really looking for are the benefits of the other cannabinoids, the CBD and, you know, everything that gives you like anti-inflammatory and mood and sleep and digestion regulation and anti-anxiety properties and things like that. I mean, you would get that from, you know, CBD all the way. So it's nice to kind of uh, diversify what you're consuming. Um, I definitely have become someone who does it all. Like I wasn't really into the edibles and the drinks at first. I was always just a smoker. But then when I actually got those samples through representing brands and started using them, I realized it's completely different. The methods of absorption are different. Like the time it takes to hit is different. And uh, for example, the drinks, it's much more of like a social bubbly, you know, active high, like drinking alcohol is, which is very fascinating to me because I didn't expect that to be so vastly different. Wow, that is so cool. Funny saying all that and like hearing that because like living out here in Florida, not being it's, in LA, like yeah, how much so that different. could change society and how it's going to change society. But now if what you can't do is drink a THC seltzer that has 2% THC and CBD in it, and yeah. that's what you want to do. You know how many kids, you know what I mean, are not going to go down that other path, throw up, have a hangover and like alcohol. Uh, a lot of violence and aggression is associated with heavy alcohol drinking and i think so many ways just a way better way better option nowadays this opioid crisis i've been affected by it everybody in america has been affected by it so absolutely absolutely and i think that just wide-scale 
decriminalization of, you know, all substances that people are using to manage other issues is a really good idea. I think that cannabis is really just the beginning. And at the space where I work at Green Street, there are a lot of people who are heavily invested and kind of on the cutting edge of, you know, psychedelic research and mm-hmm. the, the possibility of legislation changing in that area soon, um, just the same. And I think that cannabis was one thing. And because cannabis already sort of broke those doors open, psychedelics will just be able to walk right through. Yeah. You know, it's like and start, start with one dude, thing and then build behind, on it. Yeah, very closely behind the walk in with like, uh, small doses of mushrooms, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I know for sure that people that are already using that, like microdosing yep. mushrooms can change people's, you know, like outlook on life, like depression, it can cure anxiety, it can well, cure, mm-hmm. you know, treat, treat specifically. And I definitely believe in that. Absolutely. Yep. This is very awesome. I love this. It is very awesome. This is a, this is not like any other. I can't name a single podcast that's talking about this right now. I I can't. I mean, so, it's definitely cutting edge. It's definitely getting the word out there. So we'll we'll yeah. Uh, I I listened to some very uh, interesting. I listened to a lot of um, along the lines of what we were just discussing. I listened to a lot of um, drug podcasts about people who struggle with addiction and all of their crazy experiences and. Uh, Cannabis is, uh, like we said, a great alternative to all of those things. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have opinions on that, <laughs> on the way alcohol affects people. Totally. But yeah, but yeah, here I am with my white claw. <laughs> Are, well, you know, very soon, uh, I'm sure white claw will follow in the footsteps of oh, yeah. before them, and you'll be able to sip your thc claws that's true that's true especially when i'm you know in la in like six months <laughs> good can't okay. wait very excited yeah i can't wait to involve you in some of these events when you get out here it's going to be a good time yeah and and that's a great segue into kind of how you got to this position and I met Tara in person. She's not just a random, although that would be it's like street cred if I could find some random people to be on the pod. But uh, <laughs> we did meet. We did meet at a Twisted Tea event that we were both repping in Iowa, and it kind of just grew from there. And dude, we've we've seen we've done every event on this planet. I mean. The the first thing I thought of when you explained Green Street was this um, farmers festival that <laughs> <laughs> that a friend of ours gave and I drove to from Minnesota to Nebraska to represent this corn company and all the farmers came out to talk seeds and business and <laughs> that's how I compared your event in my mind we're like the corn fest only it's not corn it's weed (laughs) no organic carrots organic seeds yeah that's great I love it (laughs) and feel free to I see I see she's getting started in here yes this the second half this is where we go deep this is fun like i said it's one-to-one guys it's not very heavy that's that one-to-one cbd thc i would give this to my mother there we go i would definitely give it to my mom my mom always hits me every now and then she goes hey did you give me one of those little chocolates from colorado (laughs) 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 if it wasn't so demonized over the last you know 50 70 years you know 100 years or whatever it's like they would have had a different outlook on it. My dad grew up, you know, in like 60s, 70s, 80s. There's a lot of people that have this outlook on it and it's either one side or the other. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a, a strong opinion either way. But both sides are okay with alcohol, which went through it and came out of it, like prohibition and all that. So it's just, it's, you know, we could talk about this forever. They've been talking about it forever. For real. Absolutely. We'll be talking about it for a long time yet. Um, yeah. My, my little brother, speaking of moms, he ruined my mom. Um, gave her a pot brownie that was way too strong way too strong and oh, she's ate that whole thing 
And about an hour later was requesting to be taken to the hospital, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, <laughs> off, but not for a long time. She was like too high to sleep. So <laughs> that he did such a disservice to my cause by, by doing yeah. her so dirty because I would have given her a two to five milligram salty soda but it had a bang in time and and that's the problem with it sometimes you know like some people don't know they don't know where it yeah take the right dosage and it's not that like maybe your brother just gave her the wrong amount absolutely because he wasn't thinking about it or homemade you never know Some people they're like they go to colorado and they take 40 milligrams or 50 milligrams for their first time they don't know that they should just be taking like five to 10 or something and, and chilling out for a little bit. Yep. Well, I think the, <laughs> and that 10 milligram standard dose is kind of based on like, you know, uh, an average, like strongish weed. It's like one hit, like hitting, hitting a the bong. weed, time, a bong, a joint or whatever is approximately comparable to your 10 milligram dose of an edible. But that doesn't mean that it's going to hit you the same. It's a lot like a beer not affecting you the same way that a jo- that uh, a joint, shot. a beer, same way that a glass of wine or a shot is going to. I mean, it's the same alcohol content, but what it's going to do to your body and the effects are going to be very different. Yeah. Well, right. I was I was laughing because your story just reminded me of everybody has that story of an edible that was homemade that just went wrong like and uh, my co-host which is um mark's girlfriend she and i were roommates in college so we had that experience together if she was on the show right now um she would definitely be be talking about an experience we had where it just you know when somebody is giving you something and you don't know what you're getting into and there's (laughs) you're on your own like you know you got to know what you're doing you can't just like jump in. You'll get through. <laughs> well, yeah, you will get through it. The only way you can get through it, you're gonna get through it. Just remember. <laughs> just yeah, you'll just remember it forever. Um. So so before, before I lived here, um, I can relate to you guys very much. I mean, before I lived here, I lived in Minneapolis for five years. It's from Wisconsin, and I have been cited for possession of marijuana. I've been issued a citation for possession of marijuana, which is absolutely ludicrous to me now because I grow a certain number of plants out on my patio and have a lot of weed unproblematically. It's astounding. It just, yeah. Funny story. Did you know that Gabe and I were cited at a job for weed? No. Very good story. Okay, so Gabriel, uh, Gabriel is another coworker of Kayla and I's that we uh, worked with on Twisted Tea in Iowa, and she and I went to a casino in the middle of nowhere and up north in Minnesota called the Shooting Star Casino in Monomen, Minnesota. It's on a reservation, and we had a repeat booking to work as showgirls at the casino. So we've got the <laughs> full, thing. we got the tassels, we got the headdress, the everything. And we're a bit of a spectacle, like Tracy Bird, the country music artist is like the headlining act as the song called The Watermelon Crawl. It's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, I highly yes. recommend it. Yes. And his band of Southern conservative gentlemen were there. So naturally we hang with the band. We go to the bar and we're just shooting Cavassier with this band of Southern gentlemen, Tracy Bird band and there's like two or three nights of this whole ordeal and naturally Gabe and I like we brought some weed it's in the car it's in our room and uh, we get a little too drunk and we're gonna go outside and smoke but Gabe decides we should just smoke out the window of the hotel room you know get the little toilet paper uh spoof is that what they call it a spoof a spoof spoof. there you go there you go it's a spoof (laughs) so made a spoof and we figured that was gonna save us but then we're about halfway through our whatever we rolled and Gabe realizes she didn't even open the window. And we're like drunk. So she looks at me with horror and she goes, oh no, I didn't open the window. And I'm like, it's nothing, it's nothing. So we, you know, we wrap up and we go back to the casino and soon some security guards approach a situation where like two men are about to get in a fight. And we're like standing around, like ready to see what's going to happen with this fight. And security walks up 
And we just casually are like, oh, are you here to see the action? And they're like, no, actually, we're here to see you. And we're like, oh, God. So the security guards are like, showgirls, please come with us. And in front of so many people who, like, recognize us as the showgirls from out of town, like, (laughs) we are appearing as, like, big girls. They think we're, like, dead serious. You know, they don't know that we just came up from Minneapolis, like, to to the patrons of the shooting star, we are the shooting stars, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Security has come to escort us out of the bar after we've heavily drinking with the band for like two days straight in like clear public view. So we march through the hotel with them and they're like, do you know what this is about? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I know. (laughs) And they're like, well, so what is this about? And I was like, there's weed in there you know like I pretty much was like I know what this is about essentially they told us that the dogs that they got complaints that the floor smelled like weed and the dogs hit on our room so Mm. they bring there and they you know demand we fork it over but what we did is we gave them my bowl and Gabe's weed and we still had Gabe's bowl and my weed after like handing it over so they confine us to our rooms they tell us we like are essentially banned from the property, but because we've been drinking, we can't leave that night. So they cite us, they take half our weed in pieces and they leave us with our wine. We still have weed. We still have a bowl <laughs> and we proceed to like, you know, party. Sounds it like off. a W. Sounds like a W. <laughs> it was a bit of, I mean, we lost a recurring booking. We could have been at the uh-huh. bottom casino every year for the rest of our lives, but it's one of the best stories that I have. We had an absolute absolute blast and uh even the conservative southern gentlemen expressed um remorse for the fact that things were the way they were yeah they thought very wrong that we needed to be made an example of and marched through a casino with some security officers simply because we made a skloof that is great I look at you now. <laughs> Heading a cannabis festival. In this day and age, that could never be me. <laughs> that is such a great story. You know, it's like you gotta you gotta go through some rough patches to get some success. And... We were embarrassed. We were very embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, it was embarrassing. That is a great story, though. That is so great. I wish you could have. <laughs> You would have really enjoyed. I wish we I- were it's <laughs> political debate with like all of these like country musicians. From- I kind of wish I was there because I can get down to the watermelon crawl in Florida. We have a dance to it. We get literally on the ground. You know the song. I'm so <laughs> I know glad. the song very well. Look at me like the no watermelon. I, I'm laughing because the band 100% was like so about everything that night and it just was a fluke, basically. They were about it. They were deeply about it. <laughs> Definitely would have been a different story in California. Oh, absolutely. 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 I'm repping. I'm actually repping these White Claw Serps right now for the rest of the month. And I'm, I have so many that they are toppling over in my little beer fridge because there's it's too packed in there now. <laughs> my staff out. I'm currently out of uh, of stash. But oh no! Very soon. It just it's like a hit or miss. You know, you never know when you're going to be stuck with a bunch of product that mm-hmm. you don't necessarily want. Or <laughs> oh, I still have a stash of energy drinks. I'll probably never go through. I'm probably people go just think I'm generous. I they think yes. that I thought them and I'm like they don't know that they're the fool. It's the secrets of the event industry. I I I repped so much Cheetos that my friends were like, stop giving us Tito's. Like we don't want vodka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh yeah. It was funny. I had a I had a Tito's earlier, Tito's and lemonade. Nice. Now that you've shared that story, people kind of go through, they go through the hard times to get some success. But 
I want you to like kind of go into your journey of entrepreneurship because obviously you're not only an account manager, you're not only a showgirl, but there's more to you. <laughs> yeah. There is so much more. So um, much more there. Yeah. So, you know, similarly to your, uh, your situation, I really do it all. I do whatever I want to do on any given day, whatever is calling to me. And uh, very recently, one of those gigs, um, not so recently, about a year and a half ago, one of those gigs, um, I was working as a brand representative in the field and dispensaries for one of these seltzer brands, which will remain unnamed. Um, And I was promoted to manage their field marketing team in Los Angeles. So I managed a team of about 30 people scheduling events, um, everything from like launches with celebrity endorsers to um, investors, parties, to, um, you know, fun community events and groups that we would sponsor and bring product for, uh, like sound baths, the craziest stuff. It was really fun. And uh, eventually, I wound up terminating that contract to go do my own thing. And the program I was working on was ultimately eliminated. So all of those representatives, all of the field managers they hired in each market, each legal market, which is about seven, you know, they were in Boston and Nevada. Um, They were down in San Diego, in NorCal and in Chicago. And all of those markets were kind of shut down the program that we had been working on at least. So no more ambassadors in the fields, but I'm glad that I kind of uh, turned in a different direction prior to that, but it was kind of like a breakup. It was definitely a professional breakup and it had been kind of a dream job and the things that we had been promised at that stage of kind of a startup that's really growing and um, raising a lot of capital and expanding to other markets and expanding internationally to have those things be really kind of not true and just be essentially used with 150 other people as kind of like means to an end and uh, sort of manipulated about greater opportunity and hiring from within and all of those things. Um, It really just inspired me to put myself in a position where that can't happen again, where I cannot lose my job. I can only lose a client. And I think that that was really the reason that I kind of, uh, kicked it into gear because I've always wanted to uh, sort of do what we have always done for our clients, but uh, to build our own business versus someone else's. Um, So cannabis turned out to be the most welcoming industry that I ever could have attempted to do such a thing in. Mm -hmm. I've always sort of uh, had my eye on doing this um, through the work that you and I have done in the past, but cannabis was really somewhere that it immediately became plausible and the need is more severe because they don't have the kind of corporate structure and, uh, you know, they haven't worked out the kinks and sort of uh, made everything so uniform as other industries have already had a chance to do. So there's just a lot of opportunity for someone with that contextual knowledge that's also really into weed to come in and sort of tell everybody like, hey, this is how we do this, you know, as a brand and a corporation, the structure of, you know, uh, a marketing agency to a production house, to a staffing agency, to the BAs in the field, you know, and how all of those Mm -hmm. people interact with one another is still kind of uh, off off the radar for a lot of the people in this industry. And it's been really cool to sort of uh, show up and just meet needs. And I'm getting good response and lots of referrals off the bat to some great companies. So very, very lucky. Wow. Like I was going to say, you're definitely like at the front line of this, like it's an evolving, like you said, they're building a hierarchy or how this should be done. And it hasn't been pioneered before and you're pioneering it. You're part of that. That's really cool. Yeah. It feels like, uh, it feels like something important. Um, every day it feels, uh, really rewarding to be doing something that nobody has done before. Um, I don't think that I've ever been in a position where I've really felt like I'm amongst the first people to do something. And the community is really overwhelmingly cool. Um, Mm -hmm. the fact that everybody's kind of like taking these steps together is fascinating because it, Um, As competitive as it is and as kind of like saturated as it's getting with brands that want to uh, compete and, uh, 
you know, sort of go up against one another, there's just kind of this mentality that there's more than enough to go around, that the demand is only going to raise, that the revenue being generated is only going to raise, and that we can all kind of collaborate a lot more than we can compete. And that's what's so cool about like Green Street and a lot of the companies that I work with is that technically as an event producer and a marketing agency, they are my direct competition. And another client of mine um, that is a client of that they are a client of is also their direct competition. So we all are working with each other on different aspects that we're more specialized for, because Mm -hmm. what we do, like I said, they do mostly B2B events. My client Hazy LA does mostly product launches and grand openings, and they do a lot of um, creative work and uh, build out and production and uh, things of that nature. And I'm mostly retail promotions, influencer campaigns, and ambassador staffing. So even though the gen- a lot of moving parts on it, there's a lot of it's moving parts. Little- and we need each other all the time. So it's just a lot of mutual referrals and. Uh, are you, you guys know. hiring? Are you hiring? <laughs> Mark wants I to move to LA now. No, no, I'm just saying. I put it out there in the world. They're all, they're, everyone's hiring right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they are. They are. They are. And uh, there are just a lot of opportunities for people to get involved, um, you know, at the entry level, but just a lot of need in, in greater opportunity too. There is a lot of room for advancement. And a lot of these companies will kind of dangle it in front of your, in front of your face. And because there's a lot of outside investment involved and venture capital, there's a lot of really shysty things happening. There's a lot of nepotism. There's a lot of uh, people who don't fit in with the culture and the community and are really kind of a detriment and a hindrance to it who are hanging out here and want a piece because the jobs may pay well. And there may be kind of the promise of a promise of a dream here, but there's a lot of um, what I've noticed recently is that the thing about cannabis is that you are serving a consumer who traditionally is not a big fan of the man. So (laughs) in cannabis, you don't really get away with that kind of behavior because the culture and community is such that we will immediately call it out. And not just one person, there are always many people in the room that are ready to say what needs to be said. And I really appreciate that. I think that that's one of the first places that I have felt like I'm able to show up authentically because I can't really bite my tongue when I see things like that happening. And I need things to make sense and I need things to um, even out in the grander scheme and be as fair as they possibly can be. And I think it's finally a setting where the the risk does not outweigh the reward. Of, just to like, be clear though, just to be clear though, you mean by like when you see things like that, in the industry that are unsavory you mean like fake, fake i I, th- I think i know it i think i know what she means because well, Kara will have your back once. i mean i also mean things as fundamental as labor laws i yeah. mean talk right. okay. culture. i mean working 65 70 hours a week okay. when you're only 40 under the guise of if you don't like it get out you know mm-hmm. like there are a lot of uh you know grind bros and girl bosses who really get off on that shit but i think that we do we need to set a higher standard of living before we set a higher standard of output you know and as much as there's like work to be done and we all like do it when we when we get up and go like i am not going to tolerate that and i think that there's a lot of attempts to exploit people the same as there is in any other industry we've got a real problem with that in uh in society yeah. at large And I'm just experiencing a lot of um, support from my peers and the people that I'm working with when something is really clearly off the map, you know? Yeah, we support you. We definitely support you. And this is a ton of insight into this world that I I don't know if I speak for both of us, Kayla, but I did not know very much about. So there's there's a lot going on the West Coast that's not yet come to the east coast yeah east coast is a little a little behind in a lot of aspects or florida florida is uh mm-hmm. new york's got its own thing going on but you know its own it's ahead of the curve in other aspects but i i if there's one thing i know about tara when i met her she will say something if something is off and you're working with tara she will make sure that things are right because they do I mean, in any industry, there's always instances where they might take advantage of 
for a lunch break, for, a, you know, something as as simple as meeting your human needs. And- absolutely. Absolutely. And it's really it's not acceptable. Um, and uh, the way that different people are treated in different settings also becomes really apparent in the kinds of people that are put into leadership positions and, you know, the types of rates that we pay different uh, different types of people is like pretty pretty transparent sometimes. And I think that it's going to take a lot more people um, really calling those things as they see them for people to, you know, stop with business as usual, because this really can't be business as usual. Like there's a lot to be compensated for in cannabis. I mean, there are dozens of thousands of people incarcerated for nonviolent cannabis related offenses. And the fact that I can make a living and have a glorious time uh, working in this industry in California is deeply unsettling in a lot of ways because there don't see the light of day for far less than I've done in the last. So there's a a different world, a lot of complicated aspects to what's happening here. And I think it's really important that everybody acknowledge those things and sort of elevate um, accordingly you know, as much. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of like risk for cannabis to start getting snapped up by, you know, the other major conglomerates that own hundreds of brands, you know, like they, if they want to, they have the ability to immediately take complete control over what's happening here. And that's like a real risk. And I think it's going to take a lot of solidarity to stop that from happening. And it's going to need people that are willing to hold out for like the vision of like, like a better society. You know, we don't want this to turn into, you know, tobacco or alcohol. This is a medicine. Like this is something that really helps people. And I think that it needs to be treated accordingly. Yeah. That's such a good way to put it. I mean, I, I think that whoever hears this for the majority, it, it's something that, that people aren't knowledgeable on. And, and I think that's an important point to make and that kind of sums up everything especially everything that you're doing and everything green street is doing is just making the point that it one is not going to happen overnight and and there's so many like what mark was saying there's there's so many different um moving parts there's that but there's also so many complications and things that you have to think about In order to do something the right way, this is just my opinion, but if you want to do it the right way, it's not going to happen overnight. And yeah, you could get a lot of money into it and boom, overnight celebrity, marijuana, you know, if marijuana was a person, but like, that's not what marijuana is about, you know? So it's going to take time, but it, it, it's so nice to see your perspective on it and the way that um the right people in the industry are are making it something positive mm-hmm. and doing it the right way yeah i mean somebody has to try and inevitably people will fail you know i mean we've experienced some some high setbacks and some failures recently related to you know the contextual um state of, um, you know, cannabis and its relationship with local and state and federal governments. There's still a lot of like, iffy compliance crap going on. And um, we ultimately are really at odds with, uh, with the government for which this is still federally illegal. So there are a lot of opportunities um, for us to be sort of stopped in our tracks at any given point, you know, fully licensed, compliant businesses have been raided at gunpoint and kind of like uh, held up for all the cash in the spot. Like it's some kind of, you know, traditional stick up for things like bees, you know, just simple uh, administrative transactions, you know, when no other industry is ever going to face that kind of treatment, you know, there's not a business that owes some bees to the city that they're going to, come into like that and uh that's i mean there are there are there are young there are college students like working in those roles i just think about all the people that were like completely traumatized by that experience when they're just at work and i just can't can't fathom 
And uh, that's the same. I mean, we're talking about the same city that denied a permit to hold this festival in the park, in the public park, which Mm -hmm. is surprising to a lot of people. And they question how we could have had such a permit denied. But do you think that the entity responsible for that would ever allow us to have such a party in the park? You know, maybe not yet. But like I said, somebody has to try and somebody has to fail. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because right. without any movement, then there's no movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually, eventually the answer will be yes. And maybe it's an issue of, you know, the, the kickback not being so high enough yet for them to want to get involved. It's all it's all very complicated. And um, I think that it's just about proving that this is more of an asset to a city like Los Angeles than it is a detriment, that it's something that is a. Um, a true professional, um, professional attraction. Um, there are people from all over the country coming in for green street. They're brands based far out of Southern California, hardware brands. Like I said, there are a lot of non-cannabis like auxiliary brands that are involved. Um, lots of, uh, like rolling papers, wraps, all sorts yeah. of things that aren't cannabis are involved apparel companies, um, lots of different things. So it's, uh, it'll be interesting to, to be part of the change. It's like so much quicker, like time moves faster in cannabis than it does in every, any other industry I've ever been a part of. Wow. Uh, I'm going to green street. I'm yeah, exactly. We're taking yeah. a trip to LA next month. And I wish, I wish I, and you're in, <laughs> I wish I could be there physically going to be in Minnesota working Six. next time. <laughs> but next year, when hey, the second having, one comes, might have a, we might have something brewing for the fall. We'll see. There we go. You see, coming, coming soon to Orlando. <laughs> well, idea, guys, that's truly like the vision is that this becomes something that happens, you know, across the country. I mean, we we take a lot of. Um, a lot of notes from South by Southwest. We want this not to be just oh, a nice. cannabis. It's like a lifestyle and like a culture event and a place to celebrate all of the other industries that intersect with cannabis because so many of them do, you know, yeah. uh, it's really interesting. Even the intersection with like cannabis and sports and athletes. I speak with so many people who are, you know, like high level athletes who are really serious cannabis advocates. And that's really cool to see too. I think that very soon more and more industries will be comfortable um, joining the conversation in a public way. Right. It, it, it needs to be a, uh, a gentleman and a lady sport rather than a party party, you know, <laughs> like low brow. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, I think that Green Street does a lot to advance that charge because it very much is uh, a place of business. And I feel more productive there than I have ever felt anywhere else. And it also feels like what we're working on is deeply important and will do a lot of good for a lot of people. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. This was, I don't want to say this was my favorite episode so far, but just having such fresh perspectives on things is really what we're aiming for on our podcast. And we're so excited to bring on more guests that are like you and past guests that we've had that just really do groundbreaking things in, in whatever they're doing in their lives. And, and you really taught us so much tonight. Mark, do you have any closing remarks or any questions for her before we let her go? Because we I could mean, talk all night. I mean, but- <laughs> yeah, like I could say that. I guess I'll probably have a hundred questions. I could go all night. <laughs> questions, I don't know. I would really mostly say that, like this podcast, I think basically like our vision is to provide like insight into what's going on, so that people that are like learning right now can see what what's going on you know what i mean like just like this is insight into you know times are changing and they're going to be able to explain that and communicate that way differently and i think that that's very important and that's kind of what we're doing so we're going to bring people on that have different uh, insight into different things so that they could uh you know influence 
the next generation and also help people that are, you know, maybe trying to figure out what's, what's new. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm at too, you know, like yeah. what's know. new or what they want to do. Yeah. yeah. A lot We're always learning. Stuck right now. I think a lot of people feel stuck and they feel like, you know, uh, maybe like prior ways of life or their old lives weren't quite cutting it. And I really feel that way too. And I think that the people that you're, you're trying to, to take this with those kinds of perspectives and insights could really kind of give people a window into the types of lives that are possible. Because I think that being from, you know, a rural town in Wisconsin, I was never able to answer like questions like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do? I never had any sort of answer for that because right. the only that were presented to me were very basic occupations that I could yeah. not like, myself falling within the confines of. And I think it's really important to, um, you know, open yourself up to the possibility that if you can just think about the kinds of things that you want to do, if you just really become aware of them and just like convince yourself that that is an option, you can just do what you want to do actually every day, especially if it's more than one thing, especially if it's a lot of things. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like I've made this analogy. It's like turning a Rubik's cube you're not even looking at for a really long time. And then you look down and all of the colors are like lined up on the right sides. It's like like sooner or later, everything is going to fall into place. If you have a few different things that you really love to do, eventually they're all going to tie in together in a way that's perfect. And it's unbelievable how I've been working on parallel things with so many different people in my life, like Kayla included, that are all now starting to fall in peace puzzle pieces to you know the greater picture that we're all trying to create together you know like everybody's got their lane everybody's got their thing everyone has their role to play and you just have to get really well acquainted with like what those strengths are and what you're trying to offer people and uh, be willing to prop yourself up and say that at any point in time you know like you got to be able to tell people what your goals are and what you want to see happen and that's how you you know wake up and actually find yourself seeing them Yeah. Oh my gosh. That perfectly sums up the exact conversation we had earlier today before this podcast episode. (laughs) Like seriously, everything you said was spot on. Yeah. We could not have said it ourselves. We were chopping that up. You just wrote it like beautifully. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're We're having fun for sure. Definitely. Yes. Are we having having fun? fun? Hell yeah. (laughs) 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 Well, thank you, Tara. And we'd love to have you on the show again. We definitely want updates on how it goes for the next month. You know, it's crunch time for you. Yeah, we're going to take a trip to LA. I mean, I'll be there in October. Like, you know, I'm for sure coming like a place better be ready for me October 1st because I will be there whether it is or not. So. And then we can we can bring Mark and Stephanie over with us. <laughs> I'll already be there on the street. I'll already be there. Session, so. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> We're gonna. Uh, what I should do is find some uh, grand footage of Tara trying to help me roller skate down Venice Beach. Um, <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> that was awesome. I I think I found it. I think I found some videos and I was I, I'm a little better now, but it wasn't my finest moment. Uh, I would like, like a still from that video, like as album art, just like a very yes, very grateful image of uh of classic Benedictine. Oh my gosh. Uh so much fun to be had. But we will catch you guys on the nepo- ne- episode. Wow. <laughs> what was I trying to say? Well, on- for the episodes. That's for <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> we will catch you on the next episode of Are We Having Fun? And Tara, how can we find you on social media? Because anybody listening to this pretty much has social media. So yeah, so you can follow Aim and Fire at Aim and Fire LA, or um, I personally am Tara.t.no. It's like Tarantino with a few letters removed. I love it. <laughs> Tara, T A R A.t.no. 
And the Green Street Festival is at Green Street Fest. If you want to check out the event and, you know, at Green Street as well for the building, we're pretty easy to find. And there's some good press coverage if you want uh, different perspectives on what's happening with us. Nice. We love all perspectives. You know, all press is press. Me too. We have to. (laughs) other perspectives yeah (laughs) well absolutely if you want to join us i'd say if you got some insight you have something you want to say contact are we having fun yes oh yeah i gotta plug our new handle because i just changed it we are officially at awhf media on instagram because Dude, we're we're more than just the podcast. Dude, we're, we're off media, off media because we're going off. <laughs> we're going off. Yeah, we are. A- I like you, HF. Are A- we? Do- yeah, off. Go off. That's really good. Yeah. Big- oh, I like. Uh, I'm doing like a shorthand, like AF for Aim and Fire. So when I collaborate with brands, it's just like that brand AF. As fuck. So, yeah. Like off. <laughs> AF. That's awesome. love it i love that oh okay that's definitely gonna be the title uh, <laughs> off and out off <laughs> as fuck <laughs> um so anyway yeah you can follow us there and yeah we've we've got some other things going on because mark here is a a musical guru too so no kayla here's a a music okay well well i do music but i you know i'm having too much fun with the podcast so i'm i'm you know fleshing out the media that we support on our company so so that i'm ready for all avenues in la but all right i'm gonna i'm gonna sign us off here and you know i finished my white cloth so i don't know it might be time to start another one i'm just kidding gotta get up at 3 30 a.m we got stuff to do later bye later.